if you give someone a compliment, like, are they, no one's going to be upset about that. <laughs> right. You yeah. know, if you reached out to me, right. And let's go through this. You say, Hey Jake, that's awesome. Step two is, Hey Jake, I found one of your posts on, on four tips to connect with a cold DM. Like now yeah. I'm reaching out to you. Thanks for that. I'm gonna be like, Oh man, this person did his research. They're putting in the effort, right? Yeah. Boom. Now you distinguish yourself from somebody else. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the first episode of the Coming Up podcast with myself, Kevin Shim. And coming up, today's guest is a two times bestselling author. He's the founder of the Professional Basketball Combine. He's an entrepreneur, he's a business coach, a speaker, and an expert at networking. Guys, he's been featured on Forbes, ESPN, NBC, Sports Illustrated, and a ton more. This guy has worked alongside massive brands ranging from Adidas to the Los Angeles Lakers. And he's spoken in front of crowds of over 1,500 people. Guys, today's guest is Jake Kelfer. Thanks for joining me, man. Dude, thanks for having me. If you introduce me like that, I'll come on every day. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah so obviously, um, you know, just from introducing you, it's pretty clear, you know, you're someone who most people would consider like successful. You have these things under your belt with being an entrepreneur and an author. Um, sort of lead me through before all this happened, like where were you in your middle school and high school years and how did that all like translate to where you are today? Yeah, man, in middle school and high school and, and really growing up, it was about family, academics and sports. Like I'm so blessed to have two parents who have been married for over 30 years, who have loved me and my brother from the day I was born. And, and I don't take that ever for granted. And it's important that, that I note that because that's been a huge reason why I've been able to do everything I've done is because I've had two parents who believe in me since I was in middle school. They encouraged me to try. They encouraged me to, to do whatever. And if I, didn't, if I didn't do well, they encouraged me to try again or try something else. But the one thing that they never allowed me to do was to give up or to not put in 100% effort at all times. And that, those are skills that are so important as we grow and as I've built up different businesses that have really been able to, to aid and catapult my success. So his family was really important. And my younger brother's awesome. He's a stud. He can do things that I've never been able to do, like multiple backflips in a row. Super awesome. Super awesome. <laughs> also, athletics played a big role in everything that I do. Figuring out that athletic mindset. I played basketball in high school. I uh, chose to pursue academics at USC over trying to play Division II or Division III basketball. And academics, like I said, that was the other big key component of what I did, is I loved math. I love math in junior high school. I love math now. I love doing math tricks, like all these things. And all of those things growing up in, in middle school and high school aided to this personality of being super ambitious. It aided to being, I was a go, go, go person, always trying to get to the next thing. And, you know, it's funny because you mentioned that right at the beginning, you said, you know, doing all these things, you would appear successful, right? By most people's definition. But here's the real thing that I want you and everyone that's listening to understand success is dependent on every single individual. We are all going to have a unique definition of success and it's our duty to pursue that relentlessly to the best of our ability. There are people that view success as staying home uh, five days a week and working 10 hours a week and making four grand a month. There are people that would think that's a waste of time and only view success as making a hundred thousand plus. Or if their business doesn't make a million dollars this year, that's failure. Everybody's definition of success is going to be different. And that's something that as I've grown up, I've really been able to understand 
because it's helped me build and grow and enjoy the journey in the process. Also, you kind of went down your own route with like everything you've done with, um, with sort of like you'd be someone who I'd label as self-made and someone who's kind of like created his own career. Um, but talk to me about what have, what have been like some of your least and like your most favorite moments about, you know, having not gone down the common route of becoming just going through school and then getting a nine to five. So for me, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a wonderful question because for me, one of the most interesting things that I always thought about in the beginning of the journey is like, should I have gone to get a, a job and worked nine to five, had a lot of money and then had, had a bank account to back up the efforts of being an entrepreneur or is it better just to go for it and see if I can make it happen? Yeah. I think that's a great question for anybody to ask themselves, but it goes back to success, right? And, and for me, you know, I thought when I was in college, my, my dream was to be entrepreneurial in my own way, but my dream was to be one of the best sports agents for NBA players. Because if I couldn't play in the NBA, I was like, what's the next best thing? Mm -hmm. Be an NBA agent. Yeah. And, and so I thought that success was going to be go to USC, graduate, work for a sports agency, become the youngest sports agency, to, uh, sports agent to be, sign a lottery pick, make a lot of money, go buy a house, maybe an island, get married. And then once I had all that stuff, Mm. Then I would start writing books, helping people, figuring out how to be truly happy. But yeah. what I quickly, quickly realized was that it wasn't this path to success was the way that needed to happen. It was how do you find joy in the journey that gets you to what success really means for me? And while I was working with the Lakers, which was my first job when I graduated college, mm -hmm. I realized that the greatest thing for me was the gift of giving somebody an experience that they would remember for the rest of their life. And so I said, I need to figure out a way to do, give that and do that for more people. And I don't need to wait until I'm 40 years old, until I'm married, until I have a million dollars in the bank. Mm -hmm. Because every single person, we're talking right now, me and you yeah. and every single person that's listening, we all have the power to positively impact and change somebody's life for the better. Mm -hmm. Because we all have the same desire internally to be loved, to be heard, to be valued, to feel that we matter. And when yeah. we know that we want that, we can give that same feeling to somebody else. So when you talk about my least favorite moments and my favorite moments, it's this entire matrix of thoughts. It's the least part of it is going through the, the downs of comparison and eating the ramen and the PB&Js and, and yeah. the pizza and the cheap takeout and the happy hours versus the favorite moments are eating the, eating the crappy food, <laughs> waking up super early, going through it, understanding that that's what makes it so fun. Mm -hmm. Because if I just keep going down the route I was going when I first began, I could continue to check the boxes. And that's great. But for me, like, I want to live my life. Yeah. I don't want to just work and then say, oh, well, I've done a lot. That's cool. I'm successful. I want to live. I want to enjoy. I want to embrace. I want to just, I want to make this life the greatest life I could possibly ever have. And so I choose every day to choose to do things that are going to make me happy. I choose to see the obstacles as just another challenge that I need to get to the next level, right? Think about video games, man. Like I love to gamify things. Yeah. And when I think of video games, right, what do you have to do to get to that next level? You have to unlock the next level by achieving an objective, right? Mm -hmm. Like for me, like there's going to be times where I, get, I have to play the same level 10 times. I just can't <laughs> yeah. pass the boss. I can't uh -huh. hit past this wall, mm -hmm. but I keep going. I keep putting the quarters back in if we're playing at, a, at an arcade, right? But I keep restarting or trying to delete the memory card so I can get back to my safe project. I keep trying to do whatever it is, though, that's going to bring me fulfillment and, and serve other people and make their lives better, bring them to their dreams. That's, that's winning, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so 
you, so you talked about like going to college and stuff. And I feel like also with, with college, I feel like, especially now there's a lot of people, like some people are promoting it. Some people say it's like, yeah, you should definitely go. And some people say, don't go to college. Like it's a waste of money, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what is your opinion on that? Like, do you think one way or the other, or where, where's your take on that? You know, I, I, I wouldn't say I have a super strong feeling either way, but what I will say is this, I do have a strong feeling about how you should view this situation. So for me, I went to college, graduated with student loans. Okay. I loved college. I think college was incredible, but I think college was incredible because of the relationships and the experiences that I had. Were yeah. some of the classes really great and beneficial? Sure. But the money that I spent on college what, turned into the incredible relationships and the experience that I have that I'm going to have for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's very important to understand what are you trying to do? What are the things that you desire, the lifestyle that you want to have as you go, go through your life? And it goes back to what I said is you have to define success for you as an individual. Mm -hmm. If success for you is going to be an accountant, you probably want to go to college and follow that path. A doctor, you might want to go and follow that path. But if you want to be an entrepreneur, or if you want to be very skilled graphic designer, you may not necessarily go to a traditional college, you may go to a trade school. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's understanding what is the lifestyle that you envision yourself living, and then taking the action and going through the steps to get you there. And if you're not sure, you can do a semester at the community college next to the college that you think you want to transfer into. Uh -huh. Right. My brother did his, his freshman fall semester at the college right next to USC because he needed to get in the, in the, in the, in the spring, but it saved them a ton of money. Mm -hmm. There's all these different ways to go about whether college is or isn't worth it. But the key things that we need to continue to do as people is you need to continue to learn. You need to figure out what skills and you need to do things that make you happy and that can turn into money. Because I could play basketball all day long, but I'm not going to play in the NBA mm. as of right now, <laughs> right? So maybe I love doing that and I could spend all my time doing that, but I need to learn the skill that allowed me to get closer to the game again, Yeah. right? I need to learn the entrepreneurial mindset so that I could start the combine. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really about, you know, do I think you should go to college or not? I think it really just depends on your situation. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're super rich and you can afford to go to college and, and, and continue to do things on the side. Maybe you're super broke and you can't afford to go to college and you can't figure out how to get scholarship. Maybe you struggled in school and you need to change your shit together before you get into that four year that you wanted to. I think it just really depends on what it is that you desire in life and figuring out, is that going to be the best avenue to getting you there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's great advice just for honestly, like anyone just going off each person individually. Um, but I'm sort of like switching gears. I've heard you talk about this specific topic. It's a topic around like um, building connections online. Specifically, what I'm talking about is Instagram DM. So I've heard you talk about this four-step formula. Could you explain it um, very quickly and just, just go through that? Sure, sure. So before we dive into, into my thoughts on, on cold DMs or, or reaching out to people, it's mm -hmm. imperative that we have to understand this one simple truth, that, that people are people, okay? Yeah. And and every single person is a human. They're not just a, a follower, a subscriber, a person online, a account that could be a customer, an account that seems cool, right? They're human beings. And sometimes we forget that. I've been guilty of doing that because I'm like, oh, I only have 2,500 followers. Like, that's not many compared to like a million followers, like blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, no, hold on. Yeah. You have 2,500 people that consume your content, right? 
that that fills up an entire auditorium, a stadium, right? Like, yeah. like that's a huge amount of people. And sometimes we forget that 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 people are people, and we associate them as as other types of groupings, right? Thinking that everybody wants the same thing, but each person's a, a human being. So when you reach out to somebody on on cold DMs, you know, one of the first things that that you've got to make sure you do is you've got to make sure you address somebody by their name. Whenever you're calling somebody, emailing them, or, or messaging them again, you got to call them by their name, right? If you yeah. started this podcast and introduced me as Jeff instead of Jeff, <laughs> like, like, how do you think that would make me feel? Would I yeah. give you my best effort in this podcast, right? Like, mm. like, of course, I still would, but in the back of my mind, I'd be like, how does this guy, he's interviewing me and he didn't even know my name, right? Like, yeah, yeah. it's not paying attention to details. And then you can go down the rabbit hole of what that actually means to somebody. Step number two is when you connect with someone, you want to try to find some form of a commonality or let them know how you, how you heard about them. Because every time you, you connect with someone, they're going to ask you like, oh, well, how did you, how did you hear about me? Or, yeah. you know, hey, you know, if you give someone a compliment, like, are they, no one's going to be upset about that, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, if you reached out to me, right, and let's go through this. You say, hey, Jake, that's awesome. Step two is, hey, Jake, I found one of your posts on, on four tips to connect with a cold DM. Like, now yeah. I'm reaching out to you. Thanks for that. I'm be like, oh man, this person did his research. They're putting in the effort, right? Mm -hmm. Boom. Now you distinguish yourself from somebody else. The next thing that you want to do is you want to compliment them or showcase how they've really impacted your life to this point, right? You want to make some form of a transition that allows them to, to see the value and the depth of what you've done up to this point. And then mm -hmm. the last thing is you want to express your gratitude. You want to leave it open for communication, for conversation. You want to say, you know, thanks so much. Can't wait to connect. Can't wait to hear from you. Or you ask a question or whatever it is because you're building this relationship. And the goal is to get them to respond without being an annoying person that just constantly, constantly DMing them. Yeah. So when you, when you address them by their name, you mention how you found them, you mention the value they've already brought to your life and you thank them. Mm -hmm. Well, how much better is that going to be than someone who just says hi can, and sends them a cold blanket, non-custom templated message, right? Yeah. And it's the same thing by making the individual request to each person. And that, that's really what you got to do when you're DMing people at, at any level. Yeah. And I think what's so cool is that before I even heard you like articulate it in the specific way you said, um, I was doing the same thing just in terms of anyone who I've actually gotten a response from who I didn't know at first. It's been because I've followed those steps. And I feel like that's super important. Um, and to really dive a little bit deeper into that, um, I think one of the most important parts is like actually providing some form of value for the person who you're DMing. What would be like some different ways that someone could actually like show that they're offering something, trying to give versus like take in that sort of scenario? So one of the, one of the things that a lot of people struggle with is this mentality of being able to add value to somebody who's above them, right? Mm -hmm. I, call, I call these people the 10 percenters. Okay. The 10 percenter is somebody that is 10% or greater, 10%, 20%, 30%, but they're 10% higher in their life or in their business or in their, in their career than where you currently are. They are considered an expert to you because they have more answers than you currently have that you need to acquire. Right. That's probably why you're reaching out to that person. Yeah. And so a lot of times we think, Oh, we don't have anything of value to give to them, but value is, can be in the form of a compliment. Value can be in the form of letting them know where you found them, how you consume their content, the impact that they had. It can be in the form of saying, hey, I downloaded your PDF and bought your book. I'm so excited to dive in. I'll keep you posted. What person isn't going to see that and respond if 
they're not compl- like if they're not getting thousand thousand DMs, of course, right? Like yeah. if you, you email if you DM the Rock, you okay. you're gonna have to have a different approach because he's probably getting thousands and thousands of DMs. Yeah. The majority of people, the ten percenters, the people that you're going to for the answers that you're looking for, mm-hmm. right? Adding value to them could be as simple as letting them know you bought their product, mm-hmm. letting them know you got their free PDF, their free guide, letting yeah. them know, letting them know you tried something out, letting them know where you heard them, inviting them to be on your podcast, <laughs> inviting them to be on your summit, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. then what you're doing is you're you're starting to build the foundation of the of the relationship. You're not asking for anything from them. You're just giving and thanking and gratitude. And one of the most yeah. powerful things in the world is having somebody show you appreciation. So think about this, right? Have you ever received a text that was completely unexpected, a message that was unexpected, unprompted, that was just the most positive and exciting text that got your spirits completely lifted? Yeah, that's how right? before. Uh-huh. And, and when that happens, all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, this just happened. I feel so good. And yeah. you, some people do, do a celebration dance. Some people just like pump their fists. <laughs> Sometimes you just get a little excited. Yeah. It's the same thing when you send somebody a DM. You can give them that same emotional response, mm-hmm. which is more likely to increase the chance that they're going to give you an email back or a DM back. Yeah. And I feel like sort of going off that, um, especially with a term like networking, I feel like there can be some sort of like a stigma around it of, uh, it being something where it's like you want something from someone, there's like a little bit of inauthenticity that comes from that. Um, how do you suggest like someone who might feel like, yeah, but I don't want to like reach out to this person because it feels like, oh, I'm, I'm only doing it because they know this person who I want to get to know or whatever. So how do you kind of work through that and actually go about building a real like authentic relationship? Well, if you're focused on yourself in this pursuit, you're going to, it's going to be able to be seen, right? Mm-hmm. There are, everyone knows when someone is just asking to get something else or to get something from them rather than having a genuine desire to get to know that person. Yeah. That said, a lot of what we do networking for and what we connect for is to get more customers, mm-hmm. is to meet people that you wouldn't have already gotten to meet. And so you, use, you connect the dots. Mm-hmm. But in this pursuit, the most important thing that you can do is be genuine and authentic and really come from a place of just like loving people. And like, it, it seems like it's so simple, right? When I say that and you're like, well now, but what does that actually look like, right? Like, what, yeah. is, what does that mean? How, how will I be able to do that? And it's understanding that, that people are people, understanding that relationships take time and figuring out ways to do things that give them a feeling of positivity and of love from you, right? Mm-hmm. Because look, if you flip the script, you're much more likely to introduce somebody who continuously shows up for you. Mm-hmm. right then if somebody just randomly says hey can you introduce me to this person you're like mm-hmm. no i don't even know who you are mm-hmm. it's about building this relationship it's about commenting especially on social media comment on their posts every single day comment on the post every single day that's gonna get you brand recognition name recognition you go into their dms say they have 30 dms and they only have time for five they're gonna be like oh, 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 oh kevin he comments on all my posts i'll give this guy my read i'll respond uh-huh. to that now you're in Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's really about, you know, when we think of networking, there is the stigma because people always want to give, right. They want to give to get, you mm-hmm. got to give to give because that's the beauty of connection. Mm-hmm. Give because you can, if, yeah. if, if you give somebody so much good free stuff and then they walk away from you, they're not the person that you wanted to work with in the first place. Mm-hmm. But if you give, 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 they're going to be like, Oh, well, how can I pay you to give me more? Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's a beautiful thing. Right. And so I think it's really important when you're networking is to come from this, this place of we mentality, 
versus a place of me mentality? Are you focused on, on, on reaching out to help the both of you? Mm-hmm. Or are you focused on only reaching out to serve yourself? And that's a key difference in how you go about approaching different people and investing the time and the energy because it takes time, right? Yeah. If I'm going to send a hundred of the same templated DMs, I may send a hundred, mm-hmm. but if I send 10 personalized DMs, I'm probably going to have a better success rate or a more meaningful success rate. And that's going to pay dividends down the road. You just yeah. don't know when yet, but you know it will. And you got to trust that the process of connection will work. Yeah. And I feel like even with that last statement, I feel like a lot of people, um, myself included at times where it will be like, you want, uh, it's hard to see like the long-term thing. Um, and I feel like people get caught up in like whatever they're going after versus actually enjoying the process. How does someone like actually go about focusing on the journey versus, you know, just like the end goal and getting where they want? Yeah. I mean, I think, look, when we talk about that specifically with networking, we talk about in life, but I think, mm-hmm. I think it's really important that, and this is something that, that I struggled with when I was, when I was really first beginning was mm-hmm. I was so focused on where I was going that I wasn't focused on, on where I was. And so what I've really tried to do is like, how do you build a successful business? How do you, how do you perform better in your job? How do you get promoted? How do you start a, start something new? How do you lose weight? Whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, enjoy that process. Well, the first thing you got to do is you got to, you got to acknowledge the greatness that's already inside of you. You got to, you got to just mm-hmm. let yourself be man. Like, like we've gone through a lot all up into our life until this point, but yeah. guess what? We're still here. <laughs> like we're still here. Yep. We've done that. I don't mm-hmm. care what you've gone through. If you've had the easiest life in the world, if you have the hardest life in the world, there's going to be something that you've overcome to get you to this point today. Be proud of that. Be proud of that. Because if we're only focused where we're going, we're going to lose sight on where we really are. Number two, express gratitude. Express gratitude daily basis. The more you focus on gratitude, the more you are in a present state. The more you are in a present state, the more you can enjoy the specific moment as it's happening. Mm-hmm. Because when you think about it, every moment is really just the present, right? Yeah. When the past happened, that was the present moment at that time. Mm-hmm. The fact that you're thinking about the past now is that's well, that was the present, right? Mm-hmm. And then the future is just the present at that moment that hasn't ex- ex- exactly happened yet, right? Yeah. So it's so it's really about when you when you want to enjoy the journey of this, it's to embrace the struggles. It's to celebrate the small wins. It's to practice gratitude. It's to savor the experience as it's happening not just thinking about what's next. And that's been something that my mom has gone through with me my entire life because yeah. she's always texting me, live in the moment, enjoy the journey, live in the mm-hmm. moment, enjoy the journey. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of the biggest keys to my success, but also one of my biggest keys as we transfer that back into connection of being able to connect with people. Because the most important thing right now is this conversation to me. Yeah. I'm here 100% present with you. My phone, do not disturb internet off, everything in my background, my computer shut off. The only thing that I'm focused on is our conversation because that's what matters. And yeah. I want you to feel that, right? And I want you to feel that. anyone that's listening. I want them to feel that, that like, I want them to enjoy that, right? Because this is the present moment. This yeah. is how we enjoy the journey. Right. And so, and so that's what I would suggest to anyone is to embrace the struggle, celebrate the small wins, savor the moment, think about the present, express your gratitude. Now we're talking. Yeah. Now something bad happens. We're like, you know what? It did happen. That's part of the game. That's the struggle. We may yeah. not win the level today, but we're going to get back out there tomorrow and try that level again. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And that's when you start to make game, life fun, is when you make it a game. When yeah. you make it a game, you start to have wins. You start to have small wins over time lead to big wins. Mm-hmm. Big wins over time lead to the opportunity to compete in the playoffs. Yeah. You keep performing, you can get to the championship. When you get to the championship, you can become the MVP. When you become the MVP, you're living a life of freedom, of success, however you define it. Yeah. That's, that's the true definition of living in the present and enjoying the process. Mm-hmm. And I think with gratitude, I think it's super important. But what are some ways that people can implement that into their life, um, whether it be like meditation or journaling or whatever it is? So gratitude, I mean, that's, that's a great question. You know, for me, one of the ways that I express gratitude is the first thing I do in the morning is I have a morning routine. Mm-hmm. And in that morning routine, I, I journal. And I express three things that I'm grateful for. And they can be anything that I want in the world. They could be the most serious of things to the most mundane, to the things that like people normally take for granted. Sometimes yeah. I say, you know, and this is something that a lot of times we take for granted is I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm thankful for having clean water to shower with, right? Like yeah. we don't often think about that, but because I'm focusing in on the present, what we already do have, not just everything that I want and desire, I can really, I can really express that. So it could be about, excuse me, it could be about anything, right? Yeah. Other times, a great thing to do is in the middle of your day, and this is something that a lot, some people like to do, is you take three deep breaths. Mm-hmm. And in those three breaths, each breath, you say something that you're grateful for. You're grateful for a thought. You're grateful for an action. You're grateful for something that you did. You're grateful for a person, right? You just make up whatever it is that you want of something that you're trying to focus on, and you take a deep breath, and you do it for four seconds in, four seconds out, or whatever process you want to use. Mm-hmm. And then I also try to find things. I go on gratitude walks right? I go on walks and, and I open my mind up to what's going on. And I'm going to be honest, dude, like I thought gratitude walks were the cheesiest thing. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. There's no way. Like I didn't like nature. I was like, I'm not going to go outside and just automatically see the possibilities of happiness in front of me. <laughs> right? like, yeah. like, what the heck is that all about? But I've really learned that like I go on a walk. Most people, we walk with our heads down. Sometimes yeah. if we just look up for a second, we see the beauty. I mean, yeah. how many times have you walked the same route over and over again, yet if you really open your eyes, you see things you've never seen before? Absolutely, yeah. That's the present, right? Mm-hmm. I sometimes will go on a run, and I was running in the rain, and, it was, mm-hmm. and I, just started, I just started running, adding it to my morning routine. Mm-hmm. And I was running, and on my runs, I was running on the sidewalks. And it was super early morning, there was no cars, and I kept running on the sidewalks, and I kept looking down. I was like, you know what, I gotta run on flatter surface. So I actually started running in the middle of the street. Now, I don't advise this to everybody. I started running in the middle of the street because there were no cars, okay? Mm -hmm. And there was not a busy street. But I had nothing to worry about. So instead of focusing on just one step in front of one step, I started to see the bigger picture. Mm. I started to feel the raindrops. I started to go, like, I started to feel like, let's go. Like, (laughs) yeah, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I was fully present in that very moment. So that's part of gratitude is to open yourself up to, to the experiences of the now, right? And then same thing, finish your night with some gratitude. Mm-hmm. Before you go to bed, you're laying down, right? We all have that 15 seconds before we pass out or that five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Not tired you are. Mm-hmm. Say three things that you're grateful for, right? If you can't get that into your head and start doing that on a day-to-day basis, right? Mm-hmm. Get a sticky note and write, put it on your door and say, three things you're grateful for, go. And you put it on your door. Every time yeah. you walk out of your door, you're setting that trigger. That's the uh-huh. cue that starts the habit of expressing gratitude. Mm-hmm. And so those are some of the ways that you can focus on implementing gratitude into your life. Awesome. Yeah. And I feel like just even going off that with, with gratitude, but what would be something 
um, that you would recommend that every every single person implement into their life if they're not already doing it? Um, that's besides gratitude, because I feel like you, especially with your career and everything, you're helping people on such a daily basis, pretty much, that like you would be the person to ask in terms of what kind of habits can I implement to actually improve my life? Yeah, I, I mean, gratitude gratitude's definitely up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, and, and, and something that I, I like to do every day is, is I like to read. I mean, for me, reading is one of the, the most powerful things that, that we can do to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I would say it's, it's, it's improve yourself in some capacity, okay? Yeah. Do something every day that's going to get you better based off the definition of success that you have. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be a better artist, paint for five minutes that day, yeah. right? Read a book, listen to a podcast, watch a show, do something that's going to be related to getting you closer to your definition of success. If you do something every single day, I promise you will get better over time. If you get better over time, the, the likelihood of you achieving the results you want increase as well. Yeah. So with everything, what has been like your driving force behind why you do what you do? And like what, what's sort of been, like what gets you out of bed in the morning is what I'm asking. What gets me out of bed every morning is my alarm clock. That's <laughs> a lot. No. Yeah. Um, but, but look, what gets me out of bed every morning is that every day is an, is an opportunity to experience life. And every day for me is, is a chance to, to grow and, and to continue and to, and to serve other people and to, and to, and to I mean, really, when I, when I think about it, like what really genuinely gets me up every day is when I get up, like I have, I have a sincere and sincere feeling of like, today's going to be awesome. And, yeah. and I, I try to find enjoyment in everything. I've started to enjoy unloading the dishwasher. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it just gets me away from technology. And it also is like that satisfaction of, of completing a task, right? Yeah. What, gets me out, what gets me out of bed in the morning is, is knowing that the work I get to do is making an impact on the world. And also it's knowing that there's so much more to do that it's a challenge and it's a game and that every day I get a chance to beat the game. Yeah. And, and I get to have a win and I get to find a win and I get, and the fact that I'm alive, like that's incredible. And I also, you know, if you want to peel back the layers a little bit, mm-hmm. why I do what I do is because I want to achieve what I define success as, which yeah. is continuing to have the freedom to do what I want, when I want, with who I want. I want to do meaningful work with people that I care about. I want to change the world and, and inspire millions of people. I want to be able to, to retire both my parents and, and allow them to do whatever else they want to do in their life. Yeah. I want to I wanna be able to take my friends on massive vacations for weeks at a time and pay for the whole thing. Yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. like that's what drives me is this, is this ambition to do all those things. But every single day, it's that present moment, which we enjoy fully, knowing mm-hmm. that the future things, the future desires are, are part of that, that exponential growth factor that's internal. Yeah. And sort of going back to your childhood, um, where you said you, you love basketball. Um, what do you say, what, what would you like, what would be your advice to someone who kind of says like, you know, I haven't found my passion yet, or I don't know what I want to do. And I feel like that's such a common question. Um, and what would you say to someone like that in terms of just figuring out what direction they want to head in, what they actually like? Yeah. I mean, look, there's, there's a couple components of this and when you don't have your passion, I mean, what I think is really important is to identify what are things that, that you're constantly doing regardless right? Yeah. The things that you're going to be doing, whether they're good habits or bad habits, acknowledge the things that you got going on, right? Mm-hmm. For some people, that's social media. For some people, it's video games. For some people, it's basketball. For some people, it's cooking, knitting, yarning, whatever. Like, 
yo-yoing, whatever, gardening, whatever, right? Yeah. Figure out what, what it is that you like to do, right? And sometimes that's not necessarily a passion. Sometimes that's what you like to do. Figure out then what you can be the best in the world at, okay? What can you become really good at or what are you already really good at that you can continue to be better at? Because you can start to teach that to other people. And then you put those two things together and now you say, well, what are the opportunities now to make money doing that? So you're doing things that you already are good at, they continue to be the best at. You're doing things that you already like to do that can eventually become something that lights a fire under your butt. And then you're meshing them together in a way that makes money to give you the life that you want. But here's the thing. Sometimes passion isn't going to be the answer to making money, right? Mm-hmm. But it's about changing your passion, identifying the things that you already like to do, and then finding the opportunities that are complementary to it, that may enable you to not ruin your passion or not, not necessarily find the exact thing, but enable you to, to pull out the best parts of that, right? Yeah. And that's, that's really what, what's great. Like, do I like sending cold DMs all the time? I wouldn't mm-hmm. say that's my passion. But my passion is bigger than that. And it's the desire to make somebody feel that they're the most important in the world. Mm -hmm. That right there is bigger than just the singularity act of what I'm doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I'm getting it. Like you find out, you know, that the passion could be something bigger and holistic, but the Mm -hmm. action steps to getting there, you may have to do things that aren't always your favorite, but you're still living your overall life that you really Mm -hmm. want to be living, right? So if you define success, you have to take the actions that will allow you to live that definition of success. So if you value having a ton and ton of money, right? You may want to be an investment banker. Is investment banking your passion? No, but it may give you the life that you want to be able to Mm -hmm. take the time to go on vacations with your significant other and your kids. Mm -hmm. It may be able to give you money so that you can give back to other people. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why you become an investment banker. You have to figure out something that's bigger than just yourself and that'll help you find it. But it really does come down if you're trying to figure out, you know, what job you want to have or what you want to start or, or, or what you should do. It's, and then look at the things that you are good at. Look at things yeah. you are good at. Look at the ways you can help people, right? Look at the ways that you can help people and find a way to combine those into figuring out how to make money doing those things. Mm-hmm. And that'll put you on a path. Yeah, absolutely. And this is one of my last questions. But so to give you a little bit more context, I'm 17 years old. And um, if you were 17 and the script was flipped, what would you be doing with your life um, with the knowledge you have now? So like if you kind of, you know everything you know now, but your life is the same as it was when you were 17 years old, what would you be doing to craft pretty much the best life you can possibly live? I'm doing the same thing I'm doing now. No, but the, uh, what I would really say, Kevin, here is look, look at this. So you're 17 years old. You have, you have a lifetime ahead of you, but yeah. you have a lifetime in front of you. And what I mean by that, what I mean by that, Kevin, is that you have the opportunity right now to do anything you want, to try anything, to go for anything, to give it your all. What I would tell you to do is figure out what do you think success looks like for you? What are all the things in the world that you desire? And then what are the skills that you need to learn to get there? Who are the people that you need to connect with to get there? And what can you do every single day on repeat? Trying and failing, trying and failing, trying and new things, trying and learning. And then continue to do those things to, to figure out what it is that you want. You want to start a business? Try a business tomorrow. You want to build your podcast right now? Go find people that you can get on your podcast. Yeah. Learn. Ask questions. You're 17 years old. Live life. 
-hmm. And in this pursuit of trying to do everything that you want, because I know you got big ambitions, <laughs> yeah. don't forget to wake up every single day and to enjoy that day to the mm -hmm. best that you can, because that's going to help you enjoy your year of 17. It's going to help you enjoy your year of 18. It's going to help you enjoy your first hundred thousand dollars, mm -hmm. family, your mm -hmm. charity, your health, do the things every single day that are going to get you to the life you want to live and the person you want to become. That's yeah. what I would say. If, if I went back to my 17 year old self with all the knowledge that I have now, and of course I get specific on digital stuff and all that stuff, but, but the mentality yeah. would be to take consistent action, continue to try. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about making mistakes. Don't worry about being embarrassed. Don't worry about always being right. Just go for it. Yeah. It would be to build incredible relationships, authentic connection, to share these moments with the people, create the best experience. And to be to enjoy the heck out of the journey. Because if you don't enjoy the journey, what's the point? Absolutely. Yeah. Where can people find you, man? Yeah. So the best place to find me is uh, at jakekelford.com, which is my website. Mm -hmm. um, or you can find me on social media, on Instagram, at jakekelford. And you get a copy of my books, Elevate Your Network. Anyone that's interested, I'll hook you guys up with a free copy of the book. I bought a bunch of them. All you got to do is pay a little shipping cost and we'll get that in your guys' hands uh, immediately on your doorstep so you can start elevating your network, building your relationships and having a lot of fun. So those are the best places to connect with me, Kevin. Awesome. Yeah, perfect. Well, it was great talking. And everyone, make sure you go and check Jake out. This guy is uh, he's trying to improve other people's lives. He's doing a lot of cool stuff. Make sure you check him out on Instagram, his website. Do everything you can. And all right, guys, that's going to be it for today's podcast. And I will see everyone for next the next podcast.